Welcome into the Fun Astrology Podcast on a very busy Monday, March 23rd. Thomas Miller with you. Thanks for stopping in. And I really wanted to just say a special thanks to those of you whose emails I still have not gotten to yet, but I've seen and read who have uh, offered condolences over my friend Rod Powell's passing on Saturday over the coronavirus. It still is just, it's wild. I mean, I'm fine. I'm doing okay, but it's like, it's just so surreal, this whole thing that we're going through. And for, you know, so many people say, well, I don't even know anybody who has the coronavirus. Does anybody this, you know, we got the whole world shut down. Does anybody know anybody who has it? Well, yeah, the guy doing the podcast knows somebody who's died from it. So that's, um, it's a, what a reality in our world, right? So let's talk about the chart. And I think about fun astrology. I'm almost like, should I rename this podcast? Because when I started this, I was thinking, let's do astrology, but let's do it from a fun perspective, right? Because so many times astrology is as dry as yesterday's toast that you forgot was under that towel on the kitchen counter. And I just thought, well, let's spice it up and let's make it fun. Because really, the cycle of life is, I mean, should we not look at it from a fun perspective? And then all of this hit, you know, and it's like, I, you guys know my perspective. And if there is anything on the other side of the chart, if there's any duality of looking at the energy from a different perspective, and there is, I'm working toward it. I'm just, you know, at literally, this is so bizarre because as I'm looking at just today's chart, Here's the cluster up in, in Cancer and now Aquarius with Saturn having tipped in there yesterday. And here's the stack in Pisces, Aries, and there's nothing on the other side of the chart. I think about kids that are born today that, you know, that this energy is completely stacked up. And as I'm looking at the morning's chart, I've got nothing in the third house, fourth house, south node, north node, sorry. Fifth house, nothing. Sixth house, nothing. Seventh house, nothing. Eighth house, nothing. Ninth house, nothing. And it's just amazing that all of this energy is consolidated in these two, I was going to say two, three or four separate areas, technically. But I mean, it's just, this is an amazing chart. So I am, I'm, I'm really trying to see the other side of this. And then reading deeper into the headlines and realizing that uh, just the enormity of all of this. Okay, let's talk about what's going on today. We got some energetic movements shifting. So first of all, Saturn moving into Aquarius. We're going to observe that between now and oh I, I put the dote oh I put them in a note and I deleted it. Whoops. Uh, I'll have to go back and listen to yesterday's podcast to grab those dates. Probably the fastest way to do it. Uh, mid-May Forgive me for this. I'm going to go ahead and just uh, mumble through this to get the podcast out. Mid-May for Saturn turning retrograde, and then it retraces back into Capricorn in July where it stays until December, uh, or maybe it's November, and then it turns direct again, and then by December I think it goes back into uh, Aquarius. Those dates are in yesterday's, and I'll try to extract those because we do need to keep those on hand. That was an oversight in a moment of lapse on moi part. Sorry about that, but that's approximate. It's in yesterday's episode. So what's going on today? Big, 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 big today. Mars is conjunct Pluto. Now, that happened at 1.20 a.m. Eastern time this morning. 
So that is in effect when you are listening to this podcast. They are at 24 degrees, but the exact minutes where Pluto was at 43 minutes, that happened at 1.20 a.m. As I'm looking at today's chart, Mars has moved on. So that's now a waning um, position for Mars. It has hit the exact spot. So what happened up to that and around that? Look at all the lockdowns. Look at all the doubles and triples and all the people in Europe. And, you know, you pick up the headlines and it's just ominous. Well, Pluto rules viruses. So Mars conjuncting Pluto. Now, you might be asking very sharply, very wisely, does this mean maybe we'll get some reprieve? Maybe, because this is what we talked about uh, late last week with the article, I think it was on Wednesday's podcast, was it, or Thursday's, with the article with Kelly Surtees that I thought was excellent, following Mars past Capricorn into Aquarius, eventually conjuncting Saturn. So there's just a ton of energy right here at the end of Capricorn and at the beginning of Aquarius. But look at how this has exponentially increased over the past week. Mars just conjuncted Pluto. Now you say, will things subside? Well, Pluto, if you can do some quick math in your head, think about 30 degrees in a sign. Pluto is at 24 Capricorn. Saturn is just over at zero degrees, six minutes, Aquarius, just across the line, on the cusp, as we would say. So let's do the lineup because this is very important. So Capricorn, again, in your mind, Jupiter, I'm going to introduce Jupiter, is at 23 degrees, Pluto and Mars at 24, and then just on the cusp, Saturn at zero degrees, Aquarius. So here's what happens. Right now, Mars and Pluto are conjunct at 24 degrees. Mars will start to pull away, but it's moving towards Saturn. At the same time, Jupiter is moving to its conjunct position with Pluto. So Jupiter conjoins Pluto on Sunday, March 29th. Then the next Tuesday, March 31st, is when Mars conjuncts Saturn. That's where Kelly Surtees was saying, Maybe we get some relief after Mars starts to pull away from Saturn in a waning position. But at least now we get to see what Mars moving towards Saturn. Saturn, as we have been establishing, as we started watching Saturn at 29 degrees Capricorn, what might it look like? This is when the virus took off, it's really started to spread. That kind of fits the, if you bring the Saturn death and destruction piece into the society social piece of Aquarius and then throw Mars onto that. You guys, I mean, this is where I'm, you know, I'm really, really, really looking for some some rays of light. Now, there is one. There's another energy shift that peaks today on Monday, and that is the moon wobble. Now, remember, the moon wobble is when the moon is either conjunct or at a 90-degree square to the nodes of the moon. That is today. So the nodes are at 3 degrees on their Cancer-Capricorn line. The sun is at 3 degrees in Aries. So there's the peak of the moon wobble. It takes another seven days to wane itself out to non-influential. So that will be taking place over this week, which is the same period as Jupiter moves toward... Pluto and Mars moves towards Saturn. 
all of that is in effect. One other energy point I wanted to make is the new moon tomorrow, 529 a.m. Eastern Time. That will be in Aries. So the thing that I'm watching and that is the probably now the most ominous of all, I mean, if that wasn't enough, here's what else I think we need to keep our eye on. As Mars now starts to move towards Saturn, that happens a week from tomorrow. That is in a square with Uranus in Taurus by orb and by sign aspect. What I mean by that is Aquarius and Taurus are in a 90 degree or square relationship with each other by being three signs apart. And also Saturn at zero degrees and Uranus at four degrees are in an orb-based or vicinity-based aspect of a square. And then I pick up today's headlines and I see that real estate billionaire Tom Barak says commercial mortgages on brink of collapse. That is from Bloomberg, published in Yahoo Finance. I think one of the differences between this Saturn-Pluto conjunction and the one in 1284 is the speed at which things are happening now. No surprise there. But with Mars moving to Saturn, Saturn in a square with Uranus and Taurus, whatever ride we signed up for is going to be a doozy. And it might be just a leveling of everything. I mean, I guys, I just don't know. What I do know is you cannot shut the world down. And oh, by the way, that's the other thing is, now this doesn't affect Majana and me yet, but Dallas County, just south of here, it affects both of my kids, goes on lockdown at midnight tonight. So I don't know where all of this goes, but you know, from an energetic perspective, you're looking at all these things and you're realizing that, look, you can't, I mean, common sense, you can't shut the world down for months and not have an economic disaster. So I don't know. What we do know is this, from a soul perspective, there was a time that we started to map out our, our incarnation, and this was all part of that design. This was no surprise, and I firmly believe that from a soul-based perspective, we chose to be born at the times that we were born so that we would be here now. And you think about your loved ones who have exited, my friend Rod Powell who exited, Kenny Rogers who he used to play with exited. Think about all the folks that you went to high school or college with who are no longer with us. So from just the synchronicities and the realities of our soul-based journey, we chose to remain, to be here and to remain here for this time, for this hour, for this day. And all that can lead me to is, number one, we have the fortitude, we have the moxie, we have the guts. Whatever that is, whatever it's going to take, we've got it, or we would have exited too. The other thing is that it leads me to is that we have a purpose. We have a very specific purpose. So our soul is going to grow through this in ways that we, that we wouldn't have normally thought under regular normal conditions. I mean, this is, this is far more than just what's going to happen to our this or that. Let go of it. I mean, we are in such new times here that it's like just loose grip on everything. Get in for the ride. Maybe the chart will start to unveil some things, the subtleties as we're in them, comparing the chart to the headlines and things like that. I just, I don't want to get too far ahead of it. We'll read it on a, uh, you know, a looking out a week or a few weeks perspective, but 
I think we just have to keep in touch with the chart and the headlines and see what the chart is showing us as to what is unfolding. Another thing I think is really important here is that collective consciousness, so how we all process this, can shift the course of this direction. So if we all collectively start to send this process love in non-resistance and we start accepting and bringing it in and realizing that, and look, you're talking to a guy who lost a friend to this. These are hard words. But as I've thought about this over the weekend and I've digested this situation and the impact that it's had on my own life and everything else, I'm just, I'm more and more and more realizing the real emotion that we can have around this is love, acceptance, soul-based journey. We are still here for a reason, and I am committed to living that reason out. I wish I saw it in the chart. Maybe some do. I'm not that good, I guess, but I am still looking at it, and I think that, you know, looking at the ominous energy through these eyes of, wow, this really is something else. Okay, so a big financial thing could be in the in the works. Okay, what does that mean? And how am I going to be a hopefully a beacon of light in it? I don't want to get to rambling, but those are my thoughts of how to approach this. And that doesn't come from the other side of the chart. That just, you know, you've got to go inside and find what works for you and how you're going to process and handle this. Well, I guess we've got a little extra time on our hands, and I just burned it at some of it up. So <laughs> try to keep these shorter. Sometimes they're just things that I feel might need to be said and might help. So trying to come up with that perspective. You guys have a great one. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.